Okay, welcome to the Spiritual Geek Out Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Hudock, where we have fun talking about the phenomenal and the fascinating. From angels to energy healing, from mystical places to mystical teachings, this is a place where we nerd out on the science of the soul. Welcome to another episode of the Spiritual Geek Out Podcast. Today's talk is all about water. And my guests today will tell you and teach you, hopefully, why being hydrated is truly a spiritual act. My first guest, Gina Bria, is recognized as one of the foremost researchers in hydration science and education. She is an anthropologist, author of the book Quench, and the founder of the nonprofit organization, The Hydration Foundation, whose mission is to promote spreading new practices of true hydration informed by the paradigm shifting science of structured water. My other guest joining the talk today is Kenny Liu. Kenny Liu is the co-founder of a revolutionary water filtration system and technology that mimics the most intelligent sources of water found in nature, such as the healing waters in Lourdes, France. His company is called Spring Aqua, and his mission as well is to not only heal families and farms and agriculture all over the world, promoting the most life-promoting and optimal water for cellular health, but for healing and hydrating this planet, Mother Earth. We go deep down the rabbit hole on all things water, talking about such topics as, first and foremost, what is water? How do we or should we even perceive water? Are we water bodies? And if so, what does that mean? What does it mean to be made up molecularly of 99% water? Our fascia, our tissues, our brain, our organs, all made of water? How is that? What is water really made up of? What is the frequency of water? And is that even a question that we can ask? What is the electrical conductivity of water? And how and what can we do to change this situation that we're in of all being chronically dehydrated, Mother Earth included? It is fat packed <laughs> and it is chock full of a lot of probably new information that you are not aware of or have not heard of before. I certainly haven't heard of before. And with that, I hope that it serves you well. And as always, you pass it on to someone else who could use it. Enjoy. Gina, Kenny, thank you so very much for being on the Spiritual Geek Out podcast. I am beyond thrilled to have you two together for this episode. Thanks for inviting us. I hope we can really open up something inside your listeners brand new that they haven't heard before. Me too. I have so many questions about the subject we're going to talk about today, and it's water. And maybe we should just start with what exactly or how do you perceive water? Well, I'll, I'll start. And um, I'd like to start because uh, Kenny and I have been kicking around this conversation for uh, our entire collaborative work together now almost two years, asking what is water to each other, asking, you know, who else has talked about water and how. Um, but I come from, uh, I'm a trained cultural anthropologist and 25 years training in ritual around the world, what it looks like. And it took all of that time, 25 years before I finally came to ask the question, well, wait a minute, 
why is water so profoundly revered in every tradition considered, you know, the manifestation of the spirit and ultimately what, what is water? Right. And that dialogue for me happened in part because of this, all this training in anthropology and recognizing that water is the touchstone noun. Maybe we could also call it a verb of so many of our, our experiences starting out with floating in amniotic fluid as our first encounter of grounding is really not even the earth. It's, you know, being grounded in water. So um, answering that question was, became urgent to me along with the hydration question, Diane, you know, like why, why, what is it to be fully hydrated? What is water? How does this all fit together? And, um, and I started doing field research, looking at desert communities and how they were using water, thinking about water, you know, I was trying to go where it was absent to sort of most, it's like the negative in a photograph, you're looking for where isn't it and therefore what's to be said about it in those places. And um, I think one of the most astounding things that happened to me in that field research was discovering that desert people don't look for liquid. They're, they're looking for water in another form. And it turns out that form is in plant life. So they're getting their hydration through plants and specific plants, plants like cactus and aloe and tubers, a plants that have this kind of thick jelly-like material inside of them. And to try to find out what that material was, I didn't recognize it originally as water. I thought it was like a polysaccharide or some unusual feature of extremist conditions like deserts. And um, to find out that it was actually an extremely concentrated or plasma-like or gel-like form of water, I had to call the world's foremost water researcher, Gerald Pollack, to, um, to actually have him say, oh, it's water, it's water locked in plants and the water locked in plants is no longer in the H2O state. It is now in a plasma-like, gel-like, easy form uh, of water. We call it fourth phase. Some people call it ordered. Some people call it structured. I mean, it's got so many names because so many different disciplines have come into the conversation now mm -hmm. about not just the chemistry of water, but the physics of water. Mm. So now we get to talk about water as not just vapor, liquid, or ice. And that shift in the conversation turns out to be extremely important to understand what water is. That's fascinating because I think as I'm a biofield healer, I'm working in the fourth state of matter, which is plasma. Mm -hmm. Is the biofield water? Well, it's a good question. <laughs> I mean, and, all right. So now I'm getting, I know, I know. Uh, hold on. I, now I hope I can really blow your mind. I really hope I, <laughs> because I know, because first of all, it turns out water in this plasma like state is the most prominent form or phase of water on the planet, perhaps in the cosmos. Right. We're used to looking for liquid vapor and ice, but actually there's this massive plasma quality available that's around us everywhere. And this plasma state, and I, I want to make this really personal, the plasma state. So when people ask me, well, what about the human body and water and how did they hydrate and why did, why did plasma or gel like uh, water found locked in plants was more hydrating than the liquid form. I try to help people re shift and know that water has this buoyant gel-like quality that's extremely ephemeral that's giving off electromagnetic fields and that in its concentrated form, it turns out to be exactly what our cells are actually full of. Right. And our, and all living cells are full of this. That's why the, I found it first in the plants, but then it turned out, oh my gosh, humans, all living tissue 
is made of this plasma gel-like form. So now I just want to get land that for your listeners that we're not talking just about cells, which we love to talk about. We're talking about our tissues, our personal tissues. And now we get a sense of, oh my God, I am a water being. I'm a plasma water being. Okay. Huge. I was researching a bit of Gerald Pollock's work and he was saying that he discovered how the muscle tissues, the primary constituent, constituent, Mm -hmm. uh, it's the, 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 it's primarily made up of 99% water, like 99% people like, right. (laughs) Electorally we're made up of 99% water. So my first question is, well, what's the 1% made up of? And if it's 99%, what are we doing to our body if we're not drinking living water? And that leads me to the next question, which is really, what does it mean to drink living water? What is living water versus non-living water? Yeah. Um, well, again, I want to, I want to help people when they hear that 99%, they think that they think of themselves as a bag of water. Yes. And I want to help you shift it to be that you're, you're thousands, millions of tiny little Ziploc bags. That's your cells made of water. They're, they're not, you're not a big lake in there. You're actually segmented, tiny little like orange segments. (laughs) I've got this, I'm going to go really off-roading here. My my Mm -hmm. spiritual uh, geeky listeners here that love the Lemurian conversations and all that will, will, jump onto this wagon, but it makes me think of these beings. Some people say it's myth. I believe it's true. If you believe the Lemurians and the Atlanteans existed and there, there were these beings that actually lived underwater. Many of these beings, there's a name for it. And I think, well, okay, if we came from these more these starseed families or these more advanced civilizations or these alien forms or these water beings, is it possible that, I guess I'm, my question is, did we come from, did we evolve from these amphibian-like beings? Well, certainly um, uh, biology and and science today would say absolutely that we can follow the, the pathway all the way back to bacteria. Right. And, and why should it surprise us that we should be so much water? Right. You know, we're just helping reframe the question. That's what I meant about opening up something inside of your listeners. that's already there. We are water beings. We've just kind of forgot, you know, we were looking for it as in some other kind of liquidy form. Um, and, you know, if you want to do the medical rendition of what systems in your body actually run on water, you know, then we get to do that whole thing where we talk about the whole circulatory system and the lymph system and the fascial system and your eye sockets. And, you know, just pick <laughs> your brain system, pick a system and take a look. And it turns out it's all water. It's water. It's extraordinary water. So, so back to your question about then what, do, what, how do we hydrate? What is living water? And again, why this plasma state of water is turning out to be extremely important to understand is that um, this stage of water is the one that most efficiently conducts electrical signaling. And so it has a charge to it by virtue of how the molecules organize together and suddenly start donating their electrons to each other. It's able to make its own energy in a way that H2O hasn't yet shifted there. Mm. So once we shift into water that allows itself to start sharing electrons and charging itself up, now you're talking about living water. And, And that is unfortunately what we as a culture have interfered with this spectrum of water where it charges itself back up again, self cleanses itself, allows us to be cleansed by virtue of these electrical magnetic rearrangements of uh, contaminants in our body. And, um, and, and we're missing that. We, we unfortunately, we pressurize water through pipes 
in the dark, under the ground, away from sunlight. We chemically wash it. We, 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 we don't give any reverence to water. I mean, we, there's a million ways in which we have um, interfered with water's ability to charge itself up. Right. And so how do we reclaim that, that quality of water? And again, that, that's the essential conversation Kenny and I have been sharing now for almost two years. Well, How do we Kenny, recover water? Kenny, when I drank your water, I felt the energy. You were standing in my kitchen. And uh, I was like, sure, I'll, I'll try this water. Because I was looking for living water. I was looking for a while for living water. And came upon his water and his technology. And didn't have any expectations. And I immediately felt my prana go up my spine so much so that my spine actually adjusted and cracked. <laughs> and, and that's kind of a regular thing now. I was like, oh, my spine just adjusted. And I mean, your water has changed my life. And uh, I just, my only wish is that I got a hold of it. <laughs> what, 10 years ago? I don't know how long you've been doing this. So maybe you could tell the listeners a little bit about your journey, how you got into water and how you perceive water and its importance to life and humanity and our vitality. I look at it this way where we could, we could have a plant and you can put it in the soil and you can give the soil fertilizers um, as much as nutrients in the soil you can. But if you don't water the plant, it doesn't matter how much fertilizer or how much nutrients the plant doesn't live right so at the end of the day I, that's how important water is it's life to everybody and um i don't have the anthropology background to follow gina so i'll, I'll try my best <laughs> but i'm very honored to meet both of you to work with you guys it's been fun but um my dad told me a story that's very interesting when i was born he in Taiwan is where I was born, and he, he wanted me to have a successful future because our family's been through a lot. So he went to some of the healers there and said, Hey, what's the name can you give my son so he could have something? Give me some name that we can pick from. And the guy came with five different names. And it turns out that the name that my dad chose was, um, well, English is my Kenny's my English name, right? So everyone calls me Kenny, but it was called Tian Lin. And lose my last name. Well, Tian stands for heavens and sky, right? Lin stands for water raining over a forest. <laughs> and that, was, that was, I don't know if you guys are getting chills, but that was my birth name. I was, <laughs> dad chose that name. And I was like, what a coincidence. Because in 2014, when I was going to Asia, doing all the translating meetings for supplement nutritional companies, Nothing to do with water, everything with food and plant-based and, uh, you know, high quality nutritional supplements that's highly bioavailable. I was into the whole health and wellness. All of a sudden I went to a meeting and I was translating for a U.S. company that wanted to bring good supplements into Asia, right? Because in Asia at that time, they were still looking for high quality type supplements, right? Whole foods. And then during that meeting, um, met some very cool people. One of those, Mr. Shao. He is now my godfather, became really good friends. And um, at, I think it was seven days translating back and forth, lots of good work and having dinner and building the relationships. He came to me after the meeting and goes, you're that kid I want to work with. <laughs> so why don't you come back in two weeks, come to my house and let's go, let's go, let's talk about business. There's so much to do besides just the supplements. So I went back to Seattle, where I'm from, I went back in two weeks. I went by myself. And he took me to McDonald's and say, well, I'm taking you to an American dream. <laughs> it's the McDonald's franchise. And we had, we had a crack. It was just fun just to hang out. But that was the beginning of the conversation of doing things together, whether it's with water, with healing, with frequencies, with um, different technologies. And I found out he's the guy who developed the Rubik's Cube, that little toy that every kid spins and has fun. He he was in Europe meeting the, the um, Hungarian Austrian inventor. He got the initial patent rights to develop it in the late um, late sixties and early seventies. Wow. So I was I was in I was in good hands working with some 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 manufacturing genius, you know. And then I found out he had several um, 
FDA approved, you know, ventilators, ultrasounds, um, you know, um, EKGs, all the devices that he's in invented and made and does business with US companies. So I was in a territory where I didn't, I mean, didn't know it was gonna be water. We're just talking about doing business together, right? And then it was my dad's friend, Sam, who knew Professor, another friend of him, came to me with the original concept of kind of a, kind of a mountain in the box. Or like, hey, I've got this idea where we could um, look at different springs around the planet. And what we can do is we can study the, the spring water in the Lourdes or the spring water in Nordinos, Germany, or people we know in the Himalayans, they'll bring that spring water down from the spring and they'll give it to the children when the children get sick and they would heal. And he wanted me to study the different rock layers, right? To understand the ecology of the whole concept. It wasn't until a professor brought that to me, I thought, oh, this is pretty cool water. This water tastes really good. I think this has some potential, but it didn't have the manufacturing and engineering. That's when my godfather, who I met through the translator meeting, I said, I've got the perfect guy to kind of collaborate. So I'm that guy who was born with the name Heavenly Waters that brought the professor with the original concept and the real engineer together and married that relationship. Oh. And that process started back in 2014. And I had no water experience period prior to that conversation. <laughs> Nothing. So given the name, that's, that's, that's where it started. And so it evolved because as we needed to do more R and D, we needed to do more um, tests, um, studied of different types of minerals and what types of frequencies that emit, right? All the different, I mean, Mother Earth has all the different rock layers. Every layer of rock emits certain type of electromagnetic frequency. What does that look like when it goes, when the water goes through it, right? Mm -hmm. We had to look at all the different processes. We also had to learn um, some of the minerals in the Lord's produce hydrogen water. That's another interesting aspect of it, right? But at the end of the day, it goes back to what Gino's talking about. If you looked at the Incas, they're notorious for taking waterfall water using ceramic tiles and transporting them to the farmland so the water stays alive. And they would actually water their farm with that structured water. And the Indians use carpet vessels and so do the Egyptians use ceramic. So it goes back to the whole thought process. What can we do that's natural um, and that we can bring to people's homes? What you guys both have now is the 14 different filters and in California, 17, three additional ones. And that in essence mimics mother nature, right? So what you have in your house is a mountain of spring water under your sink. So I just paint that picture. We just took your tap water, made it into a spring and the water's alive. Yeah. You know, it's, it was quite eye-opening, um, astonishing to say the least, when Roland who came over and installed my water and I, I asked him, how many contaminants are you clearing out of my LA water? And he said, oh, 90. And I said, wait, did you say nine? Cause like even nine, I'd go, okay, that's a lot. He said, no, no, 90 and 90 is in LA water. I go, I wash my dishes in that every day. I wash my salads. Now we, I'm so happy that I'm not going to the water store anymore or I'm, you know, I'm, I no longer have a carbon footprint with buying all this plastic bottled water, BPA free or not, who cares, but 90 contaminants. And I just go, is that like a thousand cuts slowly taking us <laughs> out year after year? I mean, I know people, most people in LA don't drink the water, but we're, they're, we're showering with it. Most people are showering with it. Most people are going, taking a bath in it. Most people are taking a shower in it at the gym. Most people are not filtering their water. I go, okay. And then I find out that a lot of diseases are related to, correlated with um, being chronically dehydrated. And lo and behold, most of us are chronically dehydrated. Why do you think some of us, so many of us are chronically dehydrated? What's that about? Well, look at our culture, Diane. I mean, we um, at hydration is first of all we are hydrated. You know, we need hydration to function to be the dynamic flow creatures that we are. Um, but where do we get hydration from? 
you know, what turns liquid into this plasma-like state? One is a beautiful high plant diet. Yeah. Uh, the second is exposure to sunlight. When the sun hits the water molecules inside of us, all 99% of them, it begins the whole process of electric charge, but we mostly live indoors. And so a very important feature of getting well hydrated with plasma-like water inside of us is severed by virtue of the fact that we are indoors most of the time, we're exposed to highly conditioned air and heat and vents. We, we live among drywall for heaven's sakes, we really do. We have carpeting on the floor. If you're taking pharmaceuticals of any kind, those have positive charge. So they knock out the ability of water to, to collect its and share its electrons. If you have a stressed life in any way, the stress chemicals do the exact same knockout of the um, ability of the water molecules to coordinate themselves and begin to send high coherent electrical signals to our cells. I mean, mm -hmm. at every point we're just so hurt. Even the amount of people who wear glasses, you know, if your eye socket isn't well hydrated, your precision for being able to see is really, is really a, a compromised. And then we add our, all our electrical devices on top of everything else. And those electromagnetic um, emanations all have incredibly potent interference with the way the water molecules are trying to signal to one another. And then you add on top of that immobility mm. because when you don't move your fascia tissue, you're not moving the water inside of you to begin the electric exchange. You must move to have hydration. When was the first time or last time you ever even heard that? Yeah. And here we are trying desperately to hydrate ourselves with water full of contaminants. And so we're in very extremist situation. I even say, Diane, that we are as dehydrated as desert people who weren't able to get to the level of hydration because of our modern lifestyle. So having this conversation then becomes really intense and beautiful and important because now we get to start activating, oh my God, I didn't know that 15 minutes of sunlight make all the difference. That taking baths and grounding ourselves in good quality water or swimming or you know uh, saunas uh, are extremely important part of the hydration chain that when we eat our blessed green juices or our smoothies, the information that's coming in through that plant power and that water molecule is a whole nother level of help for our hydration. We're not even told that those are more hydrating than a bottle of water. Mm. So all of these things, and then we're not even talking about sleep, add sleep onto that and the what sanitation goes on at night in your system and the level of hydration you need to sleep well and clean yourself up for the next day and reset yourself is profound. And, and yet, you know, we aren't having these conversations, but it's very exciting to me that we are right now and that we get to, and that we get to start thinking about this differently. So for sure. Kenny, what is the frequency of structured water or what is the frequency of your structured water? Or am I saying the same thing? Is all structured water the same frequency? That's actually a Gina question because that's the expert right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I defer to you, Gina. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to re reframe it slightly differently, which is uh, I help people understand that the water molecule is the medium by which frequencies are transmuted, are conducted. Water harmonizes all the frequencies. That's its job. So it can take in discordant EMF, non-native EMFs and say, sure, put that drum beat in here because we're going to make a whole orchestrated symphony out of that and it, you'll be fine. You know, sure, take a little contaminant, bring it in, bring it in because we can handle it. I mean, the, the level of the bandwidth of water and what it can do in terms of inducing capacity for life resilience and recovery for us is extraordinary. That's what we want to know. 
Have you ever seen live blood analysis before and after someone drinking sure. white blood? Sure, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'd love for you to share your findings on that. Yeah, I've also seen, I'd love to share on the frequency discussion. I have an ex extraordinary colleague. Of course, I work now with the world's top water scientists. So we're having a more generalized conversation, but all of this is coming in at extraordinarily rapid accumulating science on what's going on. My favorite colleague, one of my favorite colleagues beside Gerald Pollack is John Stuart Reed. John Stuart Reed is a acoustic physicist who looks at frequencies in water. He's able to videotape them. So remember we had Dr. Emoto who could take these, you know, frozen crystal pictures. We now have the videotape. We can now watch these frequencies pass through and make the shapes of life that are jaw dropping. Are you and talking about cinematics? Thymatics. Okay. It's absolutely fantastic. So John just finished a series of experiments where he played music to blood, <laughs> filmed it, <laughs> and uh, put all of the blood through a cell counter. And he was able to document that um, uh, beautiful sounds, and I'll get to what those are in a second, we're able to help cells, blood cells last much longer or recover their, um, their beautiful shape just by being exposed to sound. Mm. So this is the profound relationship between water and sound and frequencies. Frequencies, of course, is just a way to say, you know, vibrations are unheard of, frequencies are heard, but they're all, it's all wave material. And, um, and it's very important to know how these, what I love, of course, this is matching up with my work as an anthropologist. What John identified is that low beats, low pulsations were the sounds that the cells responded to and that those frequencies. So any kind of percussion, drumming, dancing, stomping, simple walking, these are all profound health practices to make water reduce and share the frequencies that allow us to have the life force that we have. And I love the fact that sound healing is now coming into medicine in a profoundly new way. For sure. It's such the future of medicine on so many right. frequencies. Right. Mm -hmm. What is the music note or harmony uh, sound like could it be mm -hmm. flutes could it be uh, the sound of running ri uh, ru uh, running river could it be mm -hmm. horns yes can you, um, <laughs> can you say what the water we're drinking what that sounds like musically well it um i I'm not sure I can, again, I have to kind of reframe it a little because what I'm trying to help people understand is it's the water that is the material molecule that's allowing and harmonizing and orca. It's the great conductor. Right. So throw it anything. You know, in other words, we're not searching for the right sound. Oh, although, although, although many people have, you know, found frequencies, which do seem to do extraordinary work. But the general aspect of what water does to pass on and while it's passing on to harmonize anything that's coming in. And this mm -hmm. is why being well hydrated allows your cells to be so buoyant and so resilient is that hydration quality about it. Well, what I'm hearing from that, thank you for that, Gina. What I'm hearing is water is ultimately a powerful transmuter or, or commutator, it, mm -hmm. it transmutes, mm -hmm. transforms that which is not harmonic by mm -hmm. its very nature. It has the capability to do that. Right. And now we can tip back into the anthropology and all of the cultures that were so skilled at using water to recover us and heal us. Powerful. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Kenny, 
do you have any stories, uh, anecdotal stories of people drinking this water and healing from things that were considered perhaps possible? <clears throat> I, I can share a few. Um, this has been a lot of people who are very EMF sensitive. Mm-hmm. They would hear the ring in the ears or they get headaches, <clears throat> just a couple of hours in water. I know a lot of people that don't have it anymore. I find maybe that's proving Gina, what Gina was telling the heart, the great harmonizer, right? Throw right. the water, whatever it can. Then a lot of people have a lot more energy. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with, if you think yourself as electrical beings and you're 99% by water, right? It's almost, I mean, <clears throat> you almost think about what am I going to get to my body to make me function better, right? And so, so when Gina talks, um, she hasn't mentioned this, but some studies will show being a 2% dehydrated, you can actually measure cognitive memory losses. It's measurable. So that's usually sometime on a Monday afternoon at three o'clock, you get so tired or you, you have no energy, you got to get some water. That's kind of a symptom of that. And, and when you talked earlier that the, a lot of diseases are related to hydration or dehydration, well, that's true because at 10% dehydration, you can trace that pretty much to every chronic illness, right? And so, I was thinking, so what we're trying to do is just educate the people, your body, your water being, okay? And if you know your water being and you know you're 99% by water molecules, you're going to probably find the right type of water to drink or go out and exercise, get in the sun, or start eating healthier like raw fruits and vegetables. That's all structured water inside, right? So if you had had a pizza, you eat a watermelon afterwards. If, you know, so just something just to balance it out a little bit. But there's just a lot of people that we, uh, a lot of our clients are just very happy. They feel so hydrated. They get really sad when they go on vacations because they miss their water, right? I, I hear that quite a bit. Um, and um, I've seen a lot of people with nerve issues do extremely well, you know, as just they've never felt, they've never felt the tingling in their feet, you know, for 20 years and 10 seconds on the water, they feel it instantly. Right, so I hear a lot of those type stories. It's pretty incredible. So I just try to stay real, real centered by saying, you know what? Hydration is the message. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to be better hydrated, I think your body knows how to heal, right? Right. And you give your body the ability to in- improve cellular, I mean, electrical signals, what it is, right? With the water and the molecules of the water organized in a certain way. I mean, your brain's going to function better. Your joints will function better. And on top of that, we also have the hydrogen water, which is a very good antioxidant. So now you have the structured water for the hydration and you have the hydrogen water for the antioxidant. So it's kind of the wellness kind of all put together. That leads me to the next question. Maybe this is a question for Gina, Um, maybe not, but we're drinking the hydrogen water. I definitely feel the difference in my body. And I'm, I, it's like, I don't want to drink anything else. And to your point, Kenny, where I'm going to be going on vacation soon for the summer. And I'm thinking, how can I get that water? Should I put it in my suitcase? (laughs) (laughs) I How am I going to get my water? Uh, Is there someone where I'm going that has the water that I can just knock on their door? (laughs) Uh, That's probably true. (laughs) Right. Um, But so we're drinking the hydrogen water. Did our ancestors get enough hydrogen? Well, I, I don't know about that. I think we're mimicking that because of what happened to the Lawrence. The Lawrence is well known in France that one of the healing properties in that water was the hydrogen gas. Oh. You can find that in the springs. So we got that concept based on like, oh, if people are going to, they call it the Catholic healing shrine, where there's even Netflix did a documentary on it um, called Down to Earth by Zach Efron. They, they feature the whole Lords where there is the whole medical center there. There's documented 7,000 you know, pages of documents of people healing. And how, I don't know how they do it. There's actually a medical doctor on site. Very interesting. And right. people would go and bathe and bring it home. So we just said, you know what, there is whatever is in that water must be good, you know, and what can we do to mimic? Now, 
we originally started our company understanding that hydrogen water was the key until we met Gina, thank God, you know, we met the Hydration Foundation to really understand that structured water, what's that, the, the, the fourth phase of the water is the, the, the part that's important for the hydration part. And if we can get people properly hydrated, it solves a lot of problems. And if you give them the hydrogen gas or the hydrogen water, it's kind of the rocket fuel, makes that process faster, mm-hmm. right? I'm a true believer that if I was drinking structured water or fourth phase water for the last 30 years, I probably wouldn't need the hydrogen water. But, you know, look at today, none of us, I mean, not very many people have good access to water, but also because of the environmental toxins we're exposed to, right? Right. We have all the free radicals in the body. So the hydrogen gas is a very good free radical remover. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I look at it from that perspective more. And then we also work with the Molecular Hydrogen Institute. That's another guy to talk to down the road, Tyler, who's very well known hydrogen gas and how that's highly beneficial as well, you know, from a cellular level as well. But it's just a very potent antioxidant. And it's the smallest little gas on the periodic table. So it's able to get in the cells, get to the cell wall, get in the mitochondria and start donating the additional electron that it carries to all the free radicals and neutralizing all the free radicals in the body. Yeah. So that's why I see the benefit of hydrogen gas. So do you see Lords as if we're going to take, we're going to, you're mimicking nature. Mm-hmm. Where on the planet has the greatest structured healing water? Would you say it's Lords or the Himalayas? High up in the Himalayas? I, I think, I think a lot of the springs have it. I mean, if, you, if you're just talking about like you're, you're going to go on vacation, I would just go buy some chia seeds. <laughs> I'll go to Whole Foods, buy some chia seeds and just throw chia seeds into the glass of water. I mean, Gina has a whole book about it called Quench, (laughs) you know, that um, that tells simple remedies that you can do to structure the water. Right. Right. I mean, you know, I think she has a better perspective on all the springs and you can answer that from a hydration standpoint. Well, I think Mother Earth is very smart at giving us good water you know, we're the ones who've interfered with it. So um, high hydrogen sites, high structured water sites, they're all over, you know, so all, right. all springs, uh, all waterfalls, um, uh, well, plants, uh, water that sits at the edge of marshes that the plants have spent their time, you know, interacting with and allowing the water to um, have a conversation and begin to clean itself up. Um, it's, wherever, you know, I, I guess I want to frame this as, you know, wa- water is almost ultrasonic and it's having conversations. It's having sound conversations with mm-hmm. rocks and trees and birds, for God's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> this is all happening around us. I mean, part of our, our deep despair as a culture is that we are nature deprived. We are severed from all of the signaling that can help us flourish. And, um, but we can begin to recover that. The most, the fastest way to nature is through hydration. It's through water. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, helping people, you know, if we can kind of go through a list, recognizing that they, they eat uh, a lot of plants, it's going to really help their hydration. And, and I can do that in one, a one second image for you that a, an apple is going to be more hydrating for you than a bottle of water at this point, because the water is so infected, contaminated, dis, dismembered, um, that apple is actually gonna do more powerfully for your hydration. Plus it'll time release it in the body over time. And you know, nature's incredibly smart. So um, what we eat can be part of our hydration strategy, how we move, you know, getting uh, fluid movement into our life on novel ways of moving, any kind of slow dance, any kind of get out there and walk, um, getting your barefoot. You're going to hear all these things because there are practices that are incredibly important, but we just didn't connect them with hydration before. I have a practical question about different kinds of water. A lot of people I know drink distilled water and I've heard people say, Oh, you have to drink distilled water. That's the best. Right. You know, mm-hmm. Okay. And then some will say drink deionized water. That's right. the best. Or right. reverse osmosis water. That's the best. And then someone says, don't drink reverse osmosis. Mm-hmm. Pull yeah. the minerals out of your bones. Right, right. And, and then I went down the rabbit hole myself and I, 
as a biofielder, we always say drink water before your okay. session so that mm -hmm. you can be a great conductor and receiver of this energy. Right. And then I said, okay, well, let's see how water really is a conductor. And then I found that, well, pure water in quotes, pure water is considered to be is distilled water or deionized water, which mm -hmm. is actually not a conductor mm -hmm. at all. It's actually mm -hmm. an insulator and doesn't conduct any electricity. But mm -hmm. once we put in free ions, mm -hmm. then it's a conductor of electricity. Can you mm -hmm. just extrapolate on that? Yeah, I, I literally tell people, just put a pinch of salt in your water. Ah, okay. You'll, you'll it begin the process of recovering it. You know, it's a very mild form of saline, which of course is what they give you to the, when you go to the hospital and you're suffering from dehydration. So, um, so part of the strategies that I use in my life is making my morning smoothie. I add a little pinch of salt, um, good quality sea salt. Um, uh, so, you know, these personal practices of, um, of movement, high plant diet, using salt, bringing the mineral chain into our life because our soils are depleted, paying attention to the environment that we're now living in and trying to do this recovery work. So it isn't just personal compensation anymore. It's about how do I become part of the larger solution of the deeply dehydrated mother earth. Mm. And how do we do that? And, and that's why I do think a, a system like Kenny's is part of a very important chain of things we can be doing because you're recovering it in your house, right? Now. You're recovering it in your property, you know, as the molecules spread through your gardens and through your soils to your neighbors, to the air, we, we have to be the recovery generation. And we have to get hydrated enough to know what the hell to do, right? <laughs> Otherwise we're confused. Right. But yeah, we, we can do it. And I think water is the ultimate solution. It's the great solvent, right? Mm, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you 100%. And I just think, well, off of everything you're sharing, the less, or I should say, the more we are dehydrated, the more disconnected we are from each other, from mm -hmm. that which is living, from that which has that God intelligence in it, from Mother Earth, and the less we care, the yeah. less we actually want to do something about it and do differently to change the course uh, that we're on. So it's like, it is of absolute uh, critical importance that we start hydrating ourselves, not just for health, but for the larger picture for creation. That's why I think hydration, I call hydration a spiritual act. Yeah, I it really that. is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I have one perhaps last question that comes to mind. And it might be a little bit of a silly question, but if water could speak, what would it say to you? Drink me. <laughs> I love that, Kenny. <clears throat> Definitely drink me. <clears throat> and, I, and I would say, um, water would say, I'm your mother. <laughs> Let me take care of you and do what uh, I do best. Yeah. Let me in. Oh. Just, I keep it real simple because, um, you know, the masses are going to keep things simple. If they see water, they say, drink me, drink it. And the rest will resolve on its own. <laughs> drink the right, get, drink the right type of water. That's very important. For Eat sure. the right type of fruits and vegetables, right? And get the exercise. Oh, that's part of things like right now, as I'm listening, I'm looking outside the tree. I should go out there my bare feet after this <laughs> walk in the grass mm. and get, get some sunlight. So it reminds me that I need to get out and also have a balanced life even though I have good water in my house, but I still have to get out there, get in the sunlight, get the movement, make sure tonight, eat the fruits and vegetables, eat, you know, that's all part of taking care of myself, right? And that has everything to do with water. It has everything to do with water. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to have a link for your water, Kenny, uh, in the show notes, and Gina, a link to your divine work as well. Is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners that could perhaps 
shift their way of seeing water even more? Um, you know, there's a big movement on this planet and that is Mother Earth is definitely needing some help with the, all the contaminations of pollutions and frequencies. And you guys have all seen the movement away from carbon into electric. We've seen that trend, right? And there's a, there's a trend that's far greater than maybe the three of us are talking about hydration, but there's a trend of people begin to understand that we need to recover the water on this planet because we all have children, they have a future, right? And so with all the contamination, with all the frequencies and that's affecting the water on this planet, which is affecting all the harvest, the crops, affecting the water going to your house. And I just want to tell people like, sure, we have a good product, but I think the most important thing is this is more of a larger mission that we're all part of, including us. It's, it's something that's far greater than I could ever imagine, but it's pushing behind me. And as we're on the mission, as Gina would say, to become a recovery generation, right? And so this water, when we drink it, or when we, feed, when we give it to the farms or the land, that frequency that we give it to the soil, it recovers the soil microbes. It recovers the water on the property. And that's important for the healing of the earth. And so I think that's a far greater mission than just saying hydration is important, but sure, we have to be hydrated part of it. But I want to share that's a greater vision. I think that's that requires the, you know, the collaboration of everybody. Yeah. Will you have yeah. that technology or do you have that technology now to be able to give these filtration systems to the farmers? Yes, they'll be available, I think, mid-July. It's coming. Oh, it's on. It's being shipped. And I know, Italian, you held it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you felt I, it as well. Oh, mm -hmm. God, I did. I remember that when I met you, that was the first thing I thought of, like, gosh, we need to get this into every farmer's hands and every person that has a, a garden in their backyard. Right. You know? I mean, why, why limit it to the people that do this for a living? Mm -hmm. We all have a place in this great web. Um, Gina, anything you have to share? Final? I just... I just know water will lead us. We'll just, just get ourselves hydrated and we'll be led to what we're supposed to be doing, each of us personally. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. And it is a spiritual act. It is a spiritual journey. Definitely. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Water's holy. Yeah. Thank you so much, both of you, for your wisdom and your depth of knowledge and just all this information that you've brought forth for the listeners. I've learned so much today just listening to both of you, and um, it left me with a lot more to think about. So I just am so grateful, and I'm so grateful to you, Kenny, that I have this water in my home and that you've created this system. It's it's really you're doing you're doing a great service for humanity. So I thank you. It's a pleasure for me to meet both ladies. I've learned so much just hanging out with you guys, and I'll continue to hang out. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for checking out the Spiritual Geek Out podcast. If you like what you're hearing here, check out more by subscribing on your favorite platform or go to spiritualgeekout.com.